You know, this time of year is uh, a lot of times, uh, for most people, a great season of uh, memories and family and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but for some people, it's, it's a tough time of year. You know, maybe they've lost someone in the last year or they've had something difficult happen. And when you have something difficult happen and everybody around you seems to be happy, how many you know it magnifies the difficulty that you're in? And so when it comes around this time of year, uh, I try to be mindful of, of where everybody's at, not just where I'm at. But then this year came along. And this is a, a Christmas kind of like unlike anything I've ever experienced before, uh, where, where things are just not the way that they're supposed to be. You know, some of you probably are not going to be seeing some family members that you would ordinarily see over the holidays. And you may be uh, feeling quite isolated and not uh, able to experience some of the things that you experienced in the past. And, and uh, you know, presently, we're, we're in, in a good place in this area. As I mentioned earlier, we're in a yellow. So, uh, you know, you're still allowed a certain number of people in your home and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, there are places in our country where that's not the case right now and where uh, it's, it's going to be a tough time for people. No matter what our situation is, though, no matter uh, where we're at this year, you know, the prophet Isaiah, uh, 700 years before the birth of Christ, prophesied, and we have it in Isaiah chapter 9, and he said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We've been looking at these names of Christ, who Jesus is over the last number of weeks, and this morning, very fittingly, I want to talk about the fact that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That the prophet like I said, 700 years before Christ prophesied that he would come and that he would be the Prince of Peace and uh, that he would be the one who would bring peace to the world. That a baby born in a manger would also be a prince, but he would be a prince of peace. You know, Isaiah, when he spoke those words uh, about our first Christmas, probably did not envision what actually took place. Uh, But, you know, The reality is that even on the first Christmas, that declaration that he would be the Prince of Peace came to pass uh, while the shepherds were out in the field. And, uh, you know, they were keeping their flocks, the Bible says, by night. And then the angels of the Lord appeared to them. And the Bible says that they were afraid. And then the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David uh, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And uh, he said, and this will be the sign you'll find that baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And then it says, suddenly there were, was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The declaration of the angels on that first Christmas at the birth of Christ was peace, goodwill will toward men. Peace, 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 peace. A lot of times we just need, we need to hear the word. We just need, we need even somebody just to whisper the word to us. Sometimes, you know, when you're in the midst of a difficult situation, one person being calm, one person being at peace can be all that the room needs, right? All the room needs is that peace has that effect. It's contagious. And if one person is at peace, it impacts the rest of the people. 
You know, peace was really needed on that first Christmas. The country was under the control of a foreign invader. Their religion was under attack. Their lives were in disarray. Jesus then was born, and the declaration was peace. The declaration was peace. Now, if you follow the Bible, you know that throughout his life and ministry, Jesus was also one who ministered peace. John 14, 27, Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives uh, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's pretty good advice to us today, don't you think? You know, I was thinking about it the other day, and, you know, I, I, I read a lot of news about, uh, you know, what's going on in the world and, and about the pandemic and all the rest of it. And, uh, you know, depending on what news source you're reading, you can get, you know, absolute fear and panic on one end of the spectrum, and then you can get on the other end of the spectrum conspiracy theories and all kinds of things. How many know what I'm talking about? It's all out there. But no matter what side of the spectrum you're looking at, the thing that's lacking in the news is peace, right? Whether it's because of fear uh, of the the virus and all that that entails, or whether it's fear of government overreach and all that that entails, there's no peace. But Jesus came and he said to the disciples, he said to you and to me, as disciples of him, he said, my peace I give you. My peace I impart to you. Jesus has declared peace to each and every one of us. Jesus went on in John 16, 33, he said, These things have I spoken to you that you may, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, do you hear what he's saying to us? This is such relevant advice to us today and, and counsel from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That in this world we'll have tribulation, but he says, peace. Fear not, I have overcome the world. How many know Jesus is bigger than this? And what we're facing, uh, you know, right now in Christmas of 2020 is certainly probably the, 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 the strangest and, and, and weirdest and maybe even the most fear-invoking thing that we've experienced in, in our lifetimes. But, you know, generations previous to us have certainly had greater challenges than we face this year. I think uh, Barry mentioned it one Sunday when he was preaching, and so did I, but if you go back and you were born in 1900, do you know what your life looked like? You know, by the time you were 14 years of old age, the world was plunged into the greatest war it had ever experienced to that date. 20 million people died in that war. And as the war came to an end and the soldiers were coming home, the Spanish flu pandemic hit, and globally, uh, 500 million people were infected, 55 million people died. And the most vulnerable age seemed to be between 20 and 40-year-old males that died uh, in the Spanish flu uh, pandemic. And then, just as that was ending in 1919, uh, then what happened was there was what they call the, 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 the drought of the dirty 30s, and the whole world was struck by that, and the crash of the stock market in 29, and then in 1936, you know, uh, Germany started to, to become aggressive and Hitler took over and by 1938, he was plunging the world into war. And then, you know, so here you are now as a young man probably going off to fight in World War II and uh, what ends up happening? 70 million people die in World War II. And then if you su- survived all of that and you came out after World War II, 
what did they do? They went, went and most people say they, they, they became the greatest generation that ever was, was found on earth. They, they be, you know, led us into the greatest times of prosperity and, and whatever that you can imagine on earth. And, and uh, you know, this generation that had been through all of that came out on the other end and, and said, we can beat this. And so my message to you today is this, that with Christ, we can have peace in the storm and we can have faith and hope that when it's over, we will be better than we were going in. Amen? I believe that we can be better. And because of the peace of Christ, we have peace to us on us today. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, verse 5, that he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Jesus took our punishment, chastisement. He took stripes on his back so that we could have peace. Do you get that this morning? He took it upon himself so that we could be at peace. We have that peace because of him. And though the storms may rage and the times be troubled, we have peace. Listen to the Apostle Paul. He got a hold of that revelation and he put it over and over again in his letters, but I want to read just quickly some of the verses where Paul talks about peace. He said, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace through God, our Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. 14, verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Chapter 15, verse 13, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians, uh, or Romans, I should say, 1620, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. First Corinthians 1433, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. So as, so as in all the churches of the saints. Philippians chapter four, verse six, be anxious for nothing. What's that mean? Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Colossians chapter three, verse 14. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you also were called in one body and be thankful. I don't think, I mean, there's more we could read, but I think you get the picture, right? Paul was convinced that because of the sacrifice of Christ, we, we could have peace. We have peace. This Christmas, cling to the words of Scripture. Cling to the words of the Apostle Paul who had an encounter with Christ. And though he eventually, you know, gave his life for the gospel of Christ, discovered something called peace in the midst of it all. The, Holy, the scripture reminds us that we're justified by faith so we can have peace. That if we're spiritually minded, we'll be at peace. That the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. That we are, can be filled with peace. That the God of peace has promised that he will crush Satan under his feet. That God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And if we refuse to worry, but we pray instead, we can have peace. So let the God of peace 
rule in your hearts this morning and be thankful. Let the God of peace rule in every one of your hearts this morning and be thankful. God is here and he brings his peace. Amen? I'm so thankful for the peace of the Lord. And you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. Um, there's all kinds of rumors and stuff going around, and I don't know what is going to happen. I don't know what it's going to mean for you and I. But I do know this, that I'm at perfect peace because my hope, my hope is in him. Right? My hope is in him. You know, the Bible says some trust in chariots and horses and some trust in men, but I trust in the Lord. That's where my trust is. I put my trust in him. And, you know, the Bible also tells us that, you know, he promised he would never leave us and he would never forsake us. That there is not one aspect of this current situation that we're in that has escaped the purview of God. He knows everything that's happening and he reaches out and he takes us and holds us in his mighty hand. And he whispers and says, peace, peace. Amen. I want you this morning to just take your, your right hand and place it over your heart like this. And I'm just going to pray for an impartation of God's peace into your spirit this morning. Father, I pray right now that you would just release peace to your people. Father, we ask for that peace that, as the scripture I just read says, surpasses or trans. Uh, goes past all human understanding. And we take a hold of it today and we receive it into our hearts that we are at peace. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know that God, this too, shall pass. That this is a season and it may be one that we don't like or there's aspects that we're certainly not enjoying, but it's a season and we recognize that, Lord, your peace is here for us in the midst of the storm. We receive your peace today. We stand on your peace today. And we rest in your peace today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We have a uh, parting uh, Yeah, We have a parting uh, gift we want to give to you as a pastoral staff here today. If you want to call it that. <laughs> and, uh, but before we do, um, let me just say that next Sunday, we have only the one service, and it's going to be uh, at 10, right, Mark? Yep. 10 o'clock. And the same will be for the first service in January. It'll be at 10 o'clock, just one service as well. And beyond that, we don't know what's going to be happening. I don't know even if there will be a service next Sunday. Uh, there is some talk that that may not be the case. We may be live back to just doing our streaming only. I don't know. But you know what? Regardless of what happens, how many know we've got peace? Amen? Amen. Well, we're going to, we're going to finish off with... Hey, Rob, is it your birthday today? <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right.
complete the ensemble here this morning. <laughs> well, we just want to we just want to sing one last song for you guys here this morning. Are you ready? Got any eyes? Ready? We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings of Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you, guys. Thanks.